Welcome to the Prophecy Club. If you don't like Bible prophecy, then probably now would be a good time to click away. But if you want to understand about the seven-year tribulation, if you want to understand about the coming seven years and now possibly a little bit longer, then stay with me. And I'm going to tell you right up front, this is a little deep, and you want to hear someone that has memorized the book of Revelation to teach you on this. Because I know that when I memorized the book of Revelation back in 2017, even though I had been teaching Bible prophecy at that time, I don't know, over 20 years, getting pretty close to 25 years. And I'd done several DVDs on it, and I thought I understood Revelation. I didn't understand Revelation at a level once I'd memorized it. In other words, how do I say it? It's, it's like, it's the difference between taking a sip of a drink versus drinking the whole thing. If you take one little sip, you know what it tastes like. But if you have, once you've drank the whole drink, then you know what it tastes like, you know what it does to you. You know the difference between, say, for example, a cola or coffee. In other words, it does different things. And I can just tell you that when I memorized the book of Revelation, as a matter of fact, this is what my wife said. She said, it changed me. She said, in my opinion, I've had a couple of major life changes. One was December 7th, 1987, when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost with evidence and speaking in tongues. And that's a story for maybe another day. The other life change was when I memorized the book of Revelation. I changed as a husband. I changed as a pastor. I changed several ways. And one of the things that I changed in was I got an understanding in all of prophecy, but especially Revelation, that I had never had before. And that's when I wrote the book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. And if you've not got that, you really should go to prophecyclub.com and order the book, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. It will change your life and your mind. Okay, so we're going to have to get deep today. So the topic is, has the seven-year tribulation been lengthened? Okay, this was an email that arrived to me, as you can see, March 27th. I would be exceedingly, it would be exceedingly helpful for us, for us if you could please put out a current video on false prophets and false prophecy. I can't think of anyone better suited through your years of experience on the subject. Well, I appreciate that. Very, very complimented that you would say it that way. This was my answer to him. Yes, I understand. Many times, Leslie and I have talked about doing such. God's people don't seem to be able to discern a false prophet from a true prophet or a false prophecy from a true prophecy. But here's the problem. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. If you throw mud, whether you hit the mark or miss the mark, your hands still get dirty, Abraham Lincoln. Dale Carnegie said, any fool can criticize, can never complain, and most fools do. And I believe he was quoting Benjamin... Um, um, Franklin. For lots of reasons, it is better not to attack, but simply bring the truth. I have on many occasions said, 
What I put on the program I believe to be God, but I do not endorse what is not on the program. Meaning, if I don't put it on the program, just send me the link. If I believe it to be of God, it'll go on the program in most cases. There's some things that I believe are of God, but uh, I get it gone. In other words, like he didn't want that on the program. Okay, so I don't put it on the program. It's his program, his platform to speak to his people, to build his kingdom. It's all about Jesus. Now, he wrote back. So by what metric should I weigh a prophet that I don't know and that I cannot prove if their hearing is from God or not? But at times, they say something outside God's word, princessy, like seven trumpets blown in unison. That causes me to question if anything they said was even from God. All right, well, okay, let me just say. I'll be the first one, and Leslie will agree with you, that there are times that we heard from God, but at least we thought we heard from God, only later to find out, no, that was not God. Because part of... See, it's different. Okay, so when Samuel heard the audible voice of God, he learned to hear the audible voice of God and recognize what that was. But in the New Testament, God speaks very seldom that way. I, I know that when I, I heard that, that, that voice from all directions, when it said, I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seed sown by Billy Graham, I know that was God. But there's also been other times when I thought it was God, come find out it wasn't. In other words, sometimes we have to miss it and we all have, in order to learn the voice of God. Meaning, sometimes this word, this dream, this vision, sometimes it's of God. Sometimes it's not. And, of course, that's where my expertise comes in and my call comes in because I pray every day, Lord, give Leslie and I knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom, understanding all visions and dreams, showing of hard sentences, dissolving of doubt, give us an excellent spirit, help us conduct ourselves wisely. Now, let's go on to my response to him. The audible, this is going to tie into the program today. The audible voice I believe to be God who spoke to me as I was writing The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy after memorizing the book of Revelation said, the seven seals play over seven years, the seven trumpets play over seven months, and the seven vials play over seven days. Now, either this person is hearing from God, or I am, but it can't be both. Well, now having just got this new information, I'm about to bring it today, it might be. I don't always put everything from, and there was a name there that I'm skipping, because again, I don't criticize other ministries. I don't always put everything from any particular person on a program. In other words, sometimes... This thing I hear, I put on the program, believe, it, believe that's God. Then maybe the very next word or dream or vision, I don't think it's God, I don't put on the program. Now, I'd love to be able to tell you that God has given me a guarantee that everything that I put on Prophecy Club is accurate, but I have not got that guarantee. We do see through a glass darkly. I do, Leslie does, you do, all of these people out here. And there are times, if we are wise we would openly admit, yep, I missed it. I thought it was God, it wasn't God. And if they don't say that, then I would raise an eyebrow. Leslie says, if you stay in the spirit too long, you begin to hear from the wrong spirit. P. 
People who post almost every day concern me. I hope that they're not hearing from the wrong spirit. I am not the righteous judge, but it does not seem to me that the sixth and seventh seal are anywhere near playing stick with what I put on the program. And I think that that is wisdom. Now, let's get to the point today. Deuteronomy 19.15 says, At the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established. So what do we do? If someone gives a word or a prophecy or something like that, first of all, if it doesn't line up with the word, you can probably throw it out. I used to say always throw it out. But there's sometimes, and this may be one of them, that God will confirm that something has changed. If just one person says it, in my opinion, I think a person should put it on the shelf. And what I'm about to bring you today, I'm going to put it on the shelf because I'm waiting for a second voice. Now, if I get a second, especially if I get a third voice, then I will accept it. So, I'm trying to say I try to bring you truth. I'm trying to say I've memorized the book of Revelation. I think I have a deeper understanding than before I memorized the book. So, what do you think of this person, people will say? I don't criticize other ministries. Many times I will simply say, if I think they're hearing from God, I'll put on the program. There's a few times, there's a few names out there. People email me, what do you think of this person? And I just say no. Or I will say run. I, there's, there's, believe me, I would love to tell you some names to run from. There are some of them out there that give me the heebie-jeebies. I can't listen to 10 seconds of them. It feels like fingers going down a chalkboard as I try to listen to them. It's like, ugh, I can't believe people listen. And some of them have 300, 400,000 subscribers. So, let's go on. So here it is. This comes to us from Vicki Parnell. 32723. This is the one I'm putting on the shelf. She says, I see a golden clock pendulum as if belonging to the greater, to a great big grandfather clock, swinging slowly back and forth from right to left. It is a huge grandfather clock in the sky. It was slowed to almost a complete stop. And then I hear, out of time, out of time word from the heavens. I see the clock, and an arm with a nail-scarred hand wearing white reach behind the clock, and I hear the winding of the clock. One, two, three, four, five, six and a half. So it's six and a half turns total. Meaning, I think that that's talking about the seven-year tribulation. So it's saying that so far... Six and a half years of the tribulation remain. My eyes focus on the pendulum that was begun moving again, but this time with incredibly fast speed. I hear a voice from the heavens saying, The remaining time of tribulation days are now increased. Now that's the point we're going to talk about. I'll say it again. The remaining time of tribulation days are now increased. The vision of the clock disappeared. Then I hear the words spoken out loud. Matthew twenty four twenty two. and except those days should be shortened, 
There shall no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, I have been teaching for years that I did not think it was a change of days. Because based upon Daniel chapter 7, those are pretty specific days. And there's some other counting in Daniel, pretty specific days. So I said, so since we know that the sun is hidden, a third part of the sun is hit with something, since we also know that the earth turns upside down and scatters abroad the inhabitants thereof, it makes sense to me that instead of having 24 hours in a day, maybe there's fewer hours in a day. Also, if you go to Isaiah 30, verse 26, it says, the sun gets seven times hotter. So, And that's for 24 hours. So if it gets seven times hotter for 24 hours, if there's 24 hours in the day, you know, no flesh would be left. Just my guess. So I had always thought that it would be a reduction from 24 hours per rotation of the day down to, you know, maybe 20 or maybe 18. But again, we don't know. Now let's go on. Then she says, the four angels have been released as in Revelation, the book of chapter 9, verses 14 and 15. As it is found written in most copies of my holy word, your Bible daughter. Then I hear, read this too, daughter, Revelation 10, 6. Okay, so let's read Revelation 10, 6 and 22, and then we're going to do a deep dive into the other. So Revelation 10, 6. This is the angel lifts his hand to heaven and swear by him for that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that therein are and the earth and the things that therein are and the sea and the things which are therein that there should be time no longer. This happens at the seventh trumpet. This happens to show that Jesus is about to return. When the heavens roll back like a scroll in, in Isaiah 34, it says the heavens will be dissolved. So when Jesus returns, there will be no more sun. There will be no more moon or stars. None of, all, of the, all the heavens are dissolved. And that's the reason it says, and they roll up as a scroll when it is rolled together. And I believe that that is rolling up time. And then we come out of time into eternity, which is why once we're in eternity, when we have received our mantle, our crown, our rewards, our glorified body, we're glowing out of our bellies, flows, rivers of living water. At that moment, when we're in eternity, then we can look back on time like looking at a fishing pole. You can go all the way to the top where you're always, all the way looking back at creation, at Adam and Eve, or you can look at any point in time. That's the reason it says everything hidden will be made open and manifest. Everything done in secret will be shattered from the rooftops. So we'll be able to see anything and everything during those 6,000 years except those things that are covered with a garment. And those sins are as far as the east is from the west. Everything else we can see. Now let's go to the next one. All right, so here's the big question. Okay, let me back up and read this again. So we're looking at, so the remaining time of the tribulation, those days are increased. What she's saying is exactly opposite of what I was thinking. I was thinking fewer than 24 hours in a day. But what she has been told here is that it's not going to be 2,520 days, as in time, times the dividing for time, times two, or seven years, 
but they're actually saying it's going to be more than seven years. Now, let's see. We'll look at the scriptures. So, she also says that Revelation, uh, let, let, let me go back. I want, to, I want to read it exactly what she says here. So, chapter 9, verses 14 and 15. Now, I'm going to show you more than that. We're going to back up a little bit. So, she's referring to 14 and 15 here. We'll look at those, but let's look at other ones past that. So, this is saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet. Loose the four angels which are bound at the great river Euphrates. Now, we also know that you know, the Euphrates is pretty close to dried up. So is this possible? To a certain degree, I'd say yes. The four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour, a day, and a month, and a year. I do not think that that is how long they wreak havoc. I don't think it's saying that they were prepared to be released at a specific time, a specific hour, a specific day, a specific month, a specific year to slay a third part of men. And then now, now, now I'm going to I'm going to tell you a big controversy here. You see, verse sixteen, where did the horsemen come from? And the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand. I heard the number of them. Wait a minute. I thought we were talking about four angels being loosed from the great river Euphrates. And they slay a third part of men. Okay, so where'd the horsemen come from? Is this talking about the horsemen that are like centaurs, like that are half man, half horse, like Joel chapter 2 talks about? All of a sudden it talks about horsemen. Well, where'd they come from? So I would like to ask the Lord, and I have, and I haven't got an answer, Where'd the horsemen come from? It didn't say they come from Euphrates. Now, let's go on. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000. I heard the number of them. Thus, I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and jacinth and brimstone. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions. And out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. And by these three... Uh, a third part of the men were killed by fire, by this fire, by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their powers in their mouth and in their tails, for the tails were likened to serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. I don't think that their tails are like snakes. I think it's like a sock with a rock. Okay, in other words, it's like a long tail with a big rock on the end of it. And they'd swing this tail around and kerwhack. So if somebody tried to come up behind these horsemen that have riders, this horse could whack them with this long tail that is like having a big chunk of brick or chunk of of steel on it. Okay, now let's back up. The four angels slay a third part of men. How do we jump from angels to horsemen? It didn't say where the horsemen come from. If you back up to a few verses before this, then it says, and I saw when, when uh, the, the fifth angel, oh, let's see. I saw when the, I saw a star fall from heaven. Tim was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit. And there rose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And out of the smoke came locusts upon the earth. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, Neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have 
the, the mark of the, do not have the mark, only those men do not have the seal of God. But it's not talking about locusts. This is talking about horsemen. So it's two different things. Now, Stan, you got the solution here? No, I don't. I do not understand how we jumped from four angels to 200,000 horsemen. But she's saying the four angels are loose. Now, let's, let me go on to another point here. So this is also Vicky Parnell, and this is a whole other dream. It's the coronation of the Antichrist. I need not read this. Let me get to the point. So she says, Jesus, does this mean the tribulation has begun? How is this possible if Antichrist is crowned ruler and king of a world in the shadows of the underground and not above in the eyes of all the world? He has given power to rule for seven years according to your holy scripture. As in she's saying, right. Then the answer says, yes, daughter, he is. Now here's the stipulation. So she's saying, as the Bible says, the Antichrist gets seven years to rule. He only rules the world for the last three and a half years, but he's on the earth for a full seven years. Now, all of us prophecy teachers have all taken that to be the time of the tribulation is also seven years. Hang on to that. Yes, daughter, he is. He will rule for seven years, but nowhere in my holy word does it say that the tribulation is only for a total of seven years alone. What? What? When I first read that, I thought, yeah, I don't, that's, that's not the way I had thought it all these years. But we're going to look into it. These seven years spoke of, spoken of in the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, concerns the man of sins. A lot of time in trying the tribulation time. Set aside for your world as my judgment hand falls hard and swift. But, it is not the full days in the count of the whole tribulation period spoken of in my holy word. Well, boy, I wish I'd been given a book, chapter, and verse there. All right, now, exactly what does Daniel say? Here's what Daniel says. Seventy weeks. All right, now, what's that? Well, the word week in the Hebrew is the word shabuah, which means seven. If we say a couple, we mean two. If we say a dozen, we mean twelve. Well, Shabuah means seven. So 70 sevens is 490 years. The way we would say it is 490 years of judgment are determined. Now, let's look at what it's determined upon. It's de determined upon thy people, means the Jews, because Daniel was Jewish, upon thy people, and upon the holy city. To what? To what? This is very important. Got to look at this. To finish the transgression... What transgression? To finish the transgression of Adam and Eve eating the fruit. And to make an end of sins, in other words, when we step out of time and into eternity, that would be on the last feast of trumpets. And if the tribulation were seven years, and if the tribulation started on the, the feast of atonement, then that would be starting August the 5th, as I recall. To make an end of sins, to make a reconciliation for iniquity. In other words, all of the, the sins from Adam today, all of those sins are reconciled by the time we get, to, or the, the dead reach the great white throne on atonement. 
and to bring it out. Okay, so let's see. Finish their transgression, make an end of sins, make a reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in an everlasting righteousness. That's when Jesus, when the morning star comes down, cleanses the earth with his light sword and the brightness of his coming, and he, he removes all sin from the earth. So that is an everlasting righteousness. To seal up the vision and prophecy means all prophecies, all of them, concerning that time period all the way back to Adam are all fulfilled. In other words, it's all done for. To seal up the vision prophecy and to anoint the most holy. All right, well, when, who, who's the most holy? Well, that would be Jesus. Daniel 7 says that they shall bring Jesus before the Ancient of Days, and he is given dominion, glory, and a kingdom. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed, that all people, nations, languages, and tongues shall serve and obey him. That's, that happens on the last feast of Pentecost, when we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. When he's brought before the angel of days, he has given many crowns, a vesture dipped in his own blood, and, uh, you know, the, the, a, a vesture that says, King of kings and Lord of lords, on his vesture and on his thigh, name written. That happens on the last feast of Trump, excuse me, feast of Pentecost. So, what's it saying? It's saying there's 490 years upon the people and upon the holy city. To do what? To finish everything from Adam and Eve, all of the prophecies, all of the visions, to all of the sins, all of the time to be wiped out for us to go into eternity. That's what it's saying. Now, did it say anything about the Antichrist? No. It said 490 years of judgment, judgment are determined upon the Jewish people and the city of Jerusalem. Then it goes on to say 487 of those years, that's what, skipping all the, the details here, I can take a whole hour on this, all the details. This is all saying that 387 I said that this is actually 487. Okay, typo, typo. 487 of the 490 years have already been fulfilled, meaning there are seven years concerning the people of, of Israel, Jerusalem, uh, excuse me, the, the Jewish people and, 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 and Jerusalem. So those seven years are assigned to the people and to Jerusalem, not to the Antichrist. However, other scriptures, he just said here, they, they, they just said right here that he will rule for seven years. Okay, so nowhere, well, nowhere in my holy word does it say the tribulation is only for a total of seven years alone. Well, it does concerning the people and the holy city of Jerusalem. So I, I don't know how you, you reconcile this. To me, I mean, so is there more time? Again, I'm going to put this on the shelf. We're going to see if someone else pops up with a confirming voice. So, go to next verse here. Okay, so we got down to 26, and let's go to 27. And he. Now, according to all of this translation, and I didn't read through this, but this comes from Michael Snyder. They've done a lot of research into the Hebrew words, and they believe the verse I'm about to read should read the covenant 
will be confirmed or strengthened with many for one week. And Michael Snyder, good friend of mine, love the brother, believes that it may be that the Ark of the Covenant coming out is the confirmation of that covenant. And I prayed about that, and I got a big yawn. As in, no, that's, that's not it. Because if that were it, that would also mean that when the Ark of the Covenant comes out, that the seven-year tribulation starts. So, I don't know. But let's go back to what King James says. And he, now my understanding is this is talking about the Antichrist. He says it's not. And he shall confirm the, and by the way, we're, we're not beating up on Michael Snyder. He's a good brother. I love the brother. Uh, I, I want to know the truth, and he does too. He shall confirm the covenant with many, I believe that's many nations, for one seven-year period. This is where we get that the tribulation is seven years and that the Antichrist has power to rule for seven years. So it's really very, very, very big here. And he shall confirm the covenant with many nations for one seven-year period. And in the middle of that seven-year period, he will cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. That's when he sits on the Ark of the Covenant, showing himself that he is God. He requires them to stop all animal sacrifice. You don't have to sacrifice the animals anymore because I'm God and I'm here. That's what he's going to say. Now, this next part most people don't understand. <coughs> and for the overspreading of abominations, in other words, when he sits on the Ark of the Covenant, the holy throne of God on earth, that is the abomination of desolation. Desolation means totally filthy. So the devil sitting on his throne makes it totally filthy. Overspreading of abominations, and he shall make it desolate. In other words, totally filthy. So abomination, desolate is, is again, it's the abomination of desolation. That's why they call it that. So desolation means totally filthy, even till the consummation. What's the consummation? That's when he returns on the Feast of Trumpets to remove all sin from the earth. Even until the consummation, that determined, in other words, it's been determined that the Antichrist shall be allowed to rule on the earth for seven years, rule the last three and a half years, and sit on the Ark of the Covenant in the middle of the tribulation. And that that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So, in conclusion, I think I've got to put this on the shelf. I'm watching to see if it is confirmed. But, okay, a couple of things to say. If I had the money to go and drill the well in Israel right now, it would still take me, assuming we were not able to buy the rigs immediately, and the kind of rigs that I want to get, probably not. We'd probably have to have them built because the kind I want are huge. They're like, it takes 180 18-wheel trucks to move it. It's 22 stories tall, capable of drilling to 40,000 feet. It'll be one of the, the largest, most powerful rigs on the planet. And from talking to people the right people. My understanding is it takes about six months to build that rig, about a month to move it to Israel, about another month to erect it, and another six to nine months to drill down to the depth that I want to drill to. All said, that's a couple of years. But now, even if we hit oil, 
the very first time, then you still got to lay pipelines. You know, we're probably talking about three years before Israel could start getting the money to build up their military, according to what Leslie was told. All right, now, when when are they going to need this? Well, she was also told that Israel and America, excuse me, America and Israel would go against most of the rest of Islam. So that is not Armageddon. So apparently there's another war, and if you go in and you read Daniel real well, you can see that there's actually about three wars, at least, maybe more. What I'm trying to say is, to say that Jesus is going to return in seven years and it's all over, man, you know, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do all the things that God has told me I'm going to be doing. I don't know how we're going to reach thousands upon thousands of people, sports stadiums filled with people giving their heart to Jesus. I don't, I don't know the timeline on that. I, I don't know. So in my opinion, I would have to say that either the tribulation hasn't started or something's got to be lengthened because there's just too much to do. Uh, Besides, okay, okay, somebody asked me the other day. They said, okay, so you said on the program that you know how you and Leslie are going to die. Um, how is that? So let me tell you that story because it kind of it kind of speaks a little bit the timing. It was probably 10 years ago. Leslie, our Prophecy Club was at a particularly low point financially as it is most of the time. You know, the, the ministries that tell people what they want to hear have plenty of money. But the ministries that tell people the truth, which is what they don't want to hear, they don't give very many donations. So before we went to bed one night, unbeknownst to me, Leslie prayed and asked and said, things are in another financial ditch around here. Should I just tell Stan to just close the Prophecy Club and go get a job because we aren't making it. Well, that night he gave her a dream. Now, very few people would know that back when Leslie was like six or seven years old, God showed her in a dream that one day when she retired, she would retire to like a tropical island. And of course, when we go to on a vacation, we don't go up to the mountains. We don't go skiing. <laughs> We are a beach couple. We like to go to the beach. We like going to a tropical island. We've said all of our 40 years, we just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary here two weeks ago. We, uh, February 14th to be exact. I guess that's more than two weeks. Anyway, but we have long said that should the time come when we do retire, and we really don't plan to exactly retire, maybe a slowdown, but we would definitely retire on a tropical island. Well, that night, God gave Leslie a dream. She said we were living on a tropical island, and she says she had uh, solid silver hair. Let me get this right. Yeah, solid silver hair, and she could get around just fine. She says all of my hair was totally white. And she said they had the old man shuffle, you know, where you can't pick up your feet. And... She said that it came on TV that missiles were heading our way 
and would arrive in about 30 minutes. Okay, that tells me again, we're out on a desert, or a deserted, <laughs> we're, we're out on some tropical island someplace. And she said, and so we, we quickly ran out of the house and we were trying to get up into the mountains away from the city. And she says, Stan was still telling people about Jesus and about Bible prophecy. And I was gathering people to, uh, around to come and listen to Stan as we're all hurrying out of the houses, out of the city, up into the mountains. And she says, about that time, the missiles arrived and they exploded, but it wasn't atomic. Instead, the sand came down on everybody. And she said, and then the sand turned to a very, very strong insecticide. And she said, and it killed everybody. And that's how we died. And she said, when she woke up out of the dream, she could smell the like a really, really strong insecticide. And she said for like about a week after that, every time she closed her eyes, she could still smell what that smelled like. It just smelled like a really, really strong insecticide. In other words, in a tropical island, they didn't want to blow it up. They didn't want to destroy the tropical island. They just want to kill the people. Now, I'm 69. As you can see, my hair is not solid white yet. And, of course, Leslie doesn't have any gray at all yet. I don't know how she does that, but we'll skip that subject. I think you would agree, at least as I've watched my hair silver through the years, and folks have been following Prophecy Club for a while. No, I mean, you can go to watch Prophecy Club, and you can see there was a time when I didn't have any gray because my whole aging process has been recorded on the almost 300 DVDs we've had over the last 25 some odd years. But based upon how quickly I'm going gray, unless I start turning gray really, really fast, I would say, I would say we probably have longer than seven years. But I don't know. Now, do I want it to be more than seven years? Sometimes no, sometimes yes. I don't know. I just want the Lord's will to be done. I want to win the souls he's given me to win. And then when my job is done, you know, I don't I don't plan to retire because Revelation says, And he that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, the same will I give power over the nations. And he shall rule them with the rod of iron as the vessels of a potter they shall be broken to shivers even as I received of my father, and I will give him the morning star. The morning star is where the two witnesses, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. If any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. That's like when Jesus goes, and that morning star, that lightsaber comes out, kills them. They fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul instantly. And I prayed a lot of times, Lord, I want the morning star. I mean, he revealed to me what the morning star is, written in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Whole chapter on morning star is very, very important. And I've told him I want it. And I believe he's confirmed to me that he's going to give me the morning star. Well, you get the morning star is if you don't quit, if you don't retire early. He that overcometh the peak, keeping my works to the end, the same will I give power over the nations. And I believe that that means that uh, those people that get the morning star will be one, some of the judges. 
And the nations, if they send one time a Morning Star judge shows up, hits them with the Morning Star, they fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul right then and there. And that's when he says, shall break them to shivers. In other words, they turn to literally ashes. That word shivers is ashes. So, I don't think we have just seven years. I don't see how I can get everything done with oil in Israel. I don't see, I mean, even if I, even if they have massive amounts of oil in three years, how long does it take to build up the military of a nation? A whole lot more than three years. See, so in some ways, maybe Vicky's right. Maybe the Antichrist is still only given seven years on the earth and only three and a half years to rule. But maybe the tribulation, the time, maybe it's not exactly seven years. Or maybe God is somehow, because he said he didn't write that in the scriptures, maybe somehow he has expanded it. Again, I'm putting it on the shelf. We'll see if God sends someone to confirm it. Sometimes I want it to be seven years. Get this mess over with. Sometimes I think there is absolutely no way. Maybe 10 years, maybe 12 years. I don't know. Uh, Based upon my rate of graying, (laughs) I would guess it's probably closer to the 10, 12 year ballpark. Based upon what I see about oil in Israel, I think it's more in the 10, 12 year ballpark, but... I'm not the righteous judge. So there you go. There, there, is, there is my take on it. I'm not criticizing anybody. But one thing I do want to say, we got 14 prophecies. 14 prophecies saying that there's a food shortage coming. Have you thought what is about to happen when the dollar begins to fall Panic sets in. The grocery stores are emptied. If you do, if you have not gone to Joseph Kitchen, and you, you don't have to go there. I mean, you can pay your nine or ten thousand dollars to feed one person for a year. But I can tell you that I think that the very best plan is God's plan, and what fed the world for seven years. Uh, For the seven years of famine in the days of the pyramids and Pharaoh and Joseph, it was wheat. Joseph Kitchen, I strongly recommend you go there. Get a a machine package, that's the mechanicals, to make the, the, uh, to take the, the wheat berries, grind them into flour, put it into a bread machine, six other ingredients, push a button, two hours and 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot steaming loaf of whole wheat bread that is good tasting, it's good for you. And your children will eat it. I had one guy say, you know, we, we pull out some of that long-term storage food. And, you know, you got to boil it, you got to put water. I couldn't get the kids to eat it. They wouldn't eat it. So some of that long-term storage food that people are buying, you might have, the only way you're going to eat it is if you are starving to death. But do it God's way. Do it by wheat. Go to josephskitchen.com. Get yourself a machine package and then get yourself the 
two people one year, four people one year, six people one year. Get it. Get it. Get it because I, I just called Joseph Kitchen this afternoon and I was talking to him. I said, do you realize that look at this dollar. This dollar is about to crash. When it crashes, the food crisis is also going to be there. And you realize that when that happens, Joseph Kitchen's orders are going to absolutely go through the roof. They're going to go, they're going to skyrocket. When there's not any more Walmart food, there's not any more restaurant food, you're going to be glad you had Joseph Kitchen food. I believe God raised up Joseph Kitchen to feed Christians. If you are a Christian, then I strongly recommend you go to josephkitchen.com. Check it out. They have videos there. I have videos up there. Um, Get bread. Get bread. And ask Jesus into your heart. Today, we live in unsettling times. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do when food is no longer on the shelves? I'm Leslie, owner and founder of Joseph's Kitchen, and I want to show you how to make healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread for only a few hundred dollars a year. At Joseph's Kitchen, our ingredients have been packaged for immediate use or long-term storage. Go to josephskitchen.com or call the number on your screen to order today. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to josephskitchen.com now. Terry Saka with CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. So what's going on in the world of finances? Why should they call today? Well, China has laid out in a speech a few weeks ago exactly what they think of the United States. I haven't seen that in my 55 years. With China and Russia forming these reserve currencies, new reserve currency, we better be prepared because that dollar is going to be in deep trouble and we're going to need assets to protect us from it. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Call them or go online, cornerstoneassetmetals.com, or call them at 888-747-3309, 888-747-3309. Leslie Johnson had a prophecy back in 2011. She says, the Lord says there's going to be something put into the water supply in many cities of the nation. People will begin to get sick, some will die. Get a good, reliable water filter. You will not be able to trust the tap water or the bottled water. You must get something to filter the water you are going to need. That's back in 2011. So if you want it, we suggest you go to prophecyclub.com. You click right here where it says Berkey's. This is what it looks like. Currently, all Berkey's are in stock. The one I have is this guy right here. It's the Crown. It has eight filters. I recommend you get as much as you can afford and also recommend you get some extra filters. That's at prophecyclub.com.